made that video what happened in Amsterdam and I got a lot of comments. So first of all, I'm grateful for the accountability that the, ball, the boys hold me to. And you know, a couple of the comments were, uh, were of people saying like, oh, Hamza makes these videos to boast about the girl. Bro, I don't need to, like, I don't, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but I don't need to boast about getting girls. With, like, I've been doing this shit for fucking years, right? So it's not so much that when I post a video talking about that, you know, I've been dating or anything that I'm boasting and I'm telling, like, I want people to know that I'm dating. It's more recently, especially with like, uh, yesterday's video in Amsterdam that I'm kind of telling the story of what's happened so that one anyone who's going through a similar experience and has like a, you know same type of personality to me can relate and maybe be able to help them with the learning lessons that I'm getting but two it's for my own selfish self-improvement because when I post a video I get thousands of comments of people holding me accountable and that's like it's an incredibly incredibly painful but valuable practice I think my humility skill has power leveled over the last few months because like you know my videos like I literally hop on and tell you my fucking mistakes which is like it's hard as fuck to do it's it's as like uncomfortable as it seems when you have like hundreds of people saying like no you're wrong you did this wrong you should do this better and stuff like as much as I appreciate those comments I do feel something inside of me that you know feels painful it's almost like a fight or flight thing but it is a necessary pain of or unnecessary suffering for growth. So I do appreciate everyone holding me accountable. I 100% made mistakes in the, the most recent trip that I took with the way that I treated the girl there. Um, I've got to clarify something because I think by the way that I've read some of the comments, people think that I'm like, I'm Adonis. People act as if like I should be perfect and that when I do mess up, it's like, oh, Hamza's contradicting himself and, you know, he made a mistake and you got to know, okay, Adonis is up here. He's the man that we aim to be. Jeffrey's down here. Bro, honestly, I'm about here. I'm probably not even halfway. I'm like, I'm a few years into self-improvement. I started weightlifting, like, yeah, I started when I was 17 in like 2014, but like, I didn't take it that seriously. And you know, it was like the one productive thing I did, but it was like, I literally just went to the gym like three, four days a week. I've really been on self-improvement for about two years now, May 2020, so less than two years. I'm not at that ultimate uh, point, but when I do make mistakes and I talk about them online, it, it really becomes apparent to me that people do see me as like the ultimate leader that they should follow. And that's why like, I've got a piece of paper on my wall that she's saying like, um, right there, that this one there, make men more like Adonis, not you. And that's like a principle I try and follow, which is, I try and lead by example 100%. That's like, it's incredibly hard sometimes and you've got to understand that mistakes and failures is how we grow. Think about how much growth, okay? So I want you to picture my life right now, right? I posted a video about what happened in Amsterdam and just this morning, you know, I've done my morning routine. It's 10 a.m. I'm about to go to the gym. And I just checked the comments and I've just read hundreds of comments of guys saying that they lost respect for me, that, you know, that they, they see that I'm contradicting myself, that I'm uh, hypocritical and, you know, like a lot of like valuable but, negative attitude you know like if, if, pe if people said that about you like oh you're you're contradicting yourself as much as it is helpful of course it does hurt so i want you to think reading hundreds of comments like that on a video that you've publicly posted which has been seen by like fifteen thousand people it's hard shit man you've got to understand that you're gonna go through mistakes and failures and self-improvements I love the fact that people are keeping me accountable, but as much as it fucking hurts to like read that stuff, the truth, I want you to think of how much growth is gonna come from this. If everyone was just kissing my ass and everyone was like, oh, like Hamza, you know, it's, it's okay. Like, he, he, uh, Hamza's video changed my life. It's like, I wouldn't grow anywhere near as much as I am. 
than I am right now because of these comments, because I take the time to like have the humility to read through those comments with a fucking journal and actually think, what if this guy's right? What if I'm wrong? And with the amount of comments of people saying like, yeah, I was wrong and it's like 100%, I must be wrong then. Your own ego blinds you from the growth that you could be having, but it's a very rare opportunity to be able to talk about my self-improvement attempts and then be called out by like hundreds of people. And it's I'm so incredibly grateful for that because I see myself improving at such a huge level. Um, I've got some like notes down because it was my mind's all over. There's so much like, you know, like shit to talk about with this uh, topic here. One thing I am so, so grateful for and like proud for is the level of like authenticity and humility that I've carried with all this. Like I could so easily not tell you small details. This is why I've said like one of the things that I valued the most in terms of like the comments is just people saying like of how honest I am because I, I hope it like not, not that I hope it comes across that way, but it's like, it's nice to be appreciated for the value that is like, you know, the number one in your position. I could so easily just not like cover up some details or just not tell you some things and, you know, make myself seem better. You know, when you click on one of my videos, you know, the words that I speak are the truth. There's been so many times when I've criticized myself. There's been so many times, like every video, I talk about my own mistakes. The level of authenticity that I've displayed here is for me personally, it's fucking phenomenal because I've always been like somewhat of like a cowardly pussy and I've never really, you know, admitted my mistakes and always like hid away from that level of accountability. And here I am talking about my mistakes and talking about the times where I've contradicted myself and I've messed up to tens of thousands of people. That's fucking crazy, man. This is why, bro, this side note, but this is why you've got to start your own self-improvement YouTube channel, man. You'll, you'll get tens of views. You'll, at, at the start, you'll literally get like two views. It'll just be like me and you watching your own videos. But this is why I, I urge everyone who's on self-improvement as serious as I am taking it. And I, you know, I was previously taking it like full, full time. I was dopamine detox and everything to like just document what you've been doing and talk about your mistakes and failures and stuff because it's such a good practice of humility and you get called out. And as much as getting called out does hurt, like I've said it a lot in this video, I'm not like, this isn't one of those videos where you, like, you know, this, the person's like subtly mentioning like bad mental health. I, I feel mentally like fantastic. It's just kind of like, um, it's hard to take, but it, you know, it's, it's one of those where I'm like fucking raging, like fuck this guy. Like, how's he saying that I'm contradicting myself? But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but he is right. It's like, you know, your ego's like trying to blind you away from the truth. Um, so let's talk specifically about casual sex because I've spoke more and more about that over the last few months. And one of the things that people have, I've, I've always seen the same couple of comments. So one of the main comments that people have said is that it's, it's so somewhat unfair that I'm talking about casual sex and I'm talking about reducing it and, you know, stopping casual sex and it's bad for you. It's bad for your society, but that I have d previously done it. So we'll talk about do currently doing it. But one of the things is like, Oh, but Hamza, you know, he went to the parties and he sat with loads of girls. Now he's telling us not to, but like, at least that to me is kind of common sense. Like, well, yeah, that's that's experience, that's wisdom. Like men learn from the mistakes. Wise men learn from the mistakes of others. Learn from my mistakes. If if I'm at that other side and I've said, okay, this is the path that I've been on and it's not good for you. For the commenters who kind of say like, well, but it's kind of unfair because he's done it and we haven't. But it's like, well, yeah, that's that's how advice really works. But I think because of the nature of the topic of like sex and it's, you know, it, maybe there's like riddled with like insecurities in this topic. I, I think it's kind of that thing of like, everyone wants to try it first and people don't like that you have tried it and then you're telling them, oh no, it's not good for you. So that's just like, there is like a small minority of people who've had that kind of comment. And I just wanted to address that. I think the bigger one is I've said that it's bad for you, but then I'm still doing it. I'm still having casual sex. 
I thought that I was making, like, I, I do believe I'm making progress in this, but then with the amount of comments that I got in the previous video, perhaps I haven't been. The mindset that I've had is that I've been honestly addicted. I wouldn't say specifically to casual sex, although I would say I've been addicted to, like, validation from women, which, of course, is maximized when you're having sex with her. Because I've made that, like, my purpose, like, my big goal for many, many years, when I, probably about age 16 to 17, till probably around age 23, maybe even around 24. Pro yeah, honestly, so it's, it's been about, like, it's been my main goal for about four, five, six years. I want you to think, you know, like, all those times when you hear people talk about purpose and goals and everything, that was always at the top of my bucket list. Like, that was always at the top of my goal, is learning how to get laid first. At first, it was for myself, and then over the last year, it was kind of like, I've got it on my wall here. Like, most men's current purpose is getting love plus intimacy from a woman. They obsess over it, teach them what they need to know. So it's been, like, such a huge thing in my mind that it is difficult to take a step back from that. Do you know, think, like, how much we as young men obsess about casual sex. Like, I, I'm sure that I'm one of those guys who are, like, at the top of that, that fucking, like, list in terms of, like, how much you've thought about it, how much fucking red pill content you've been, like, reading and watching. And, like, that's the thing that I focus on. You know, everyone's got, like, fucking video games or something. Since age, like, 17, 18, that's what I did full time. I went to university. I didn't study. I didn't do the fucking assignments or anything. I just studied getting women. And so it's, it is hard. Not so much it is, like, it is hard, but it's, like, it's more so that I think it requires a bit of patience to take a step back from it. I did a podcast, uh, the Modern Wisdom podcast by Chris Williamson. If you like a YouTuber's name, you'll see it's like a pretty, pretty good big podcast. He's just had Jordan Peterson on there for the second time. Chris Williamson, Chris Williamson, Modern Wisdom podcast. I was on there and we spoke about casual sex and, you know, we were talking about that it's bad. And I told him, like, I'm struggling with it myself. And it almost turned into, like, a little bit of a therapy call for me. And he said that I should take my own advice for what I tell people about NoFap. So my advice of NoFap is completely different to every other like YouTubers where they tell you the benefits of, you know, all that fucking bullshit, the, the benefits of NoFap, 90 days you'll be elevated. I fucking hate that advice. I tell people because most guys, I hate that advice because most guys who, who find NoFap end up worse because of it up until like it's a bell curve, up until they feel better like months or years later because it's too hard of a barrier Saying that you need to get to 90 days of nofap is telling like a young man to go and bench two plates straight away to like you know go and lift heavy weights straight away. We need to progressively deload. Like we need to like we need to make small incremental steps. Is what I'm saying, right? So for nofap, instead of doing like the 90 day streak, you usually jack off 30 times a month, 60 times a month. Well, and this month make it 25. Next month make it 20. The month after that, make it 15. It's nowhere near as sexy and straight in your mind, you're thinking, oh, but that's not, that's not gonna help. But the truth is after six months, you're gonna be at a very, very healthy level. Whereas the guy who's tr constantly trying to get to 90 days, he'll fail in the next couple of days and then he'll relapse 50 times over because he'll just forget about no fat for a bit. Then he'll be, oh, I need to get on no fat. And he'll just keep failing and failing and failing. I've done that myself. I see so many people do it. It's the, it's the fucking 42-year-old woman, Karen, who goes to the gym and then does like a two-hour body blast, you know, one of those sessions. And then it's the only time that she goes to the gym like every month, every two months or something because she's doing too hard. Like she's doing too much. The way that we could get Karen to get consistent in the gym is we tell her to come into the gym for 10 minutes. She should want to do more. That's generally my advice. And I, maybe like you can say it's a cope and I'm still trying to like, you know, get loads of pleasure and stuff, but... Personally, I don't think it is, but I do think that's how I've been trying to reduce my casual sex <laughs> intake. Um, 
with this idea of like progressively deloading. So I've been from the total degenerate, just nightclubs three times a week, Tinder all the time. I've completely stopped that. I, I, there's been moments where I could have went out to like raves and stuff with my editor Sam, my best friend to be honest with it. Um, and I didn't. Tinder, like I've not had dating apps on my phone for like a while now, like more than a month straight. Uh, probably like longer than that as well. I think I pretty much had them at the start of this year after like a couple of weeks or a month or so and then I've like deleted them since then. I've not used them. Even I've not been like desperate for pussy. I've not been going out and cold, cold approaching or anything. The girls that I have been interacting with are just the ones who have just kind of come into my vicinity through like messaging me on Instagram saying that they like my videos and they're just kind of like interested in getting to know me. Like not so much getting to know me, but they're just, they're interested in like me getting to know them, which I really appreciate. I fucking love it when like, that's a really beautiful way to like, um, meet some like for me personally to meet a woman who like watches my videos it I, that's like i'm i'm attracted to myself in a weird way so it's like if, if you're watching my videos you're probably similar to me you're meditating and you know you're doing all that stuff so of course it's going to be like a level of mutual attraction and mutual like hobbies and everything so i kind of felt like the step down from doing like the the nightclub and tinder shit is like then not doing that dating girls and then sleeping with them and of course you know trying to like reduce that down more and more and more perhaps it's not and this is like where I, I don't this is like um what's that word uncharted territory for me which i i actually don't know what is like the right way to like stop having sex and the truth is i as much as i have i have respect for men of faith who are you know really really good the truth is i don't actually really think their advice is going to be valuable here I specifically want to hear advice from people who have been like in the degenerate red pill type of area, you know, hooking up and then they've stopped because it's a completely separate ball game for a man who's always had faith and, you know, he's always believed in God and he, he's never really indulged in casual sex or for a guy who's kind of been like a normal guy, average guy, below average. And he's never, you know, he's never had sex, but it's kind of like truthfully, it hasn't really been his decision. It's been the decision of women who don't want to sleep with him. I kind of want to hear more from like the guys like who are high value, who have gotten access to like beautiful women who are into them, but who have kind of abstained from that for the sake of like this philosophical benefit, you know, the spiritual benefit of not like not splitting your soul with more people and that's fucking hard man because i want you to think like imagine you structure your life up to attract girls which a lot of guys are doing you structure your life up it's like the biggest fucking purpose you've had for so long because you're, just, you're a total degenerate you're going out with degenerates you're going to nightclubs and everything partying and you know just trying to get some pussy and after all that i've gotten to the point where i truly believe like i'm one of the best guys in my age range like, I don't, I don't know if that's like fucking like cringe to say or something, but I do, do truly believe, I mean like the top 10%, when you think about guys who are 24, most of them are just fucking losers. I feel like I've gotten to such a, a, like a point that I've worked really hard for with that idea that this hard work gets you the reward of, you know, the attraction of, of so many girls. And now that I have it in front of me, it's like I'm hit with this existential crisis of thinking like, wait, but this isn't good for me either. This is just an upgraded level of instant gratification. And that is, that's crazy. Imagine you've structured your life up. You can now get what you want, and but you're trying your best to not indulge in it because you've just realized that it, it's not good for you in the first place. So bro, 100% I'm struggling. 100% I'm contradicting myself. 100% like, look, I'm, the, the thing about me is that I will never come on here and like hide away mistakes as I've just done in the, the previous video. Like I've just, I show you all my mistakes. I've remained authentic with that. And so of course, like I'll tell you right now, I'm struggling with this because it is like, this is like the new, 
part of self-improvement for me in which like I am like a beginner like I'm a noob in this sense whereas like I'm not a noob in like weightlifting so it's easy for me now but this is like I don't think a lot of truthfully I don't think a lot of guys can really emphasize with this and I don't want to you know woe is me I have become a high value man and I get so much pussy I don't want it to be like that but truthfully I, I think all the guys like a bunch of guys who were commenting like there was a couple of guys who literally commented on like underneath everyone's comments and they know who they are they it pissed me off seeing their comments at the same time I'm so fucking grateful for it because if it wasn't for seeing the same name of someone just pissing me off and saying like, oh no Bam's a, de a degenerate and he's contradicting himself like the same guy said it like fucking 50 times I fucking hate him so much but at the same time I fucking love him because he called me out and like most people don't call me out most people just tell me oh Hamza you're so amazing you changed my life it's the guys who call you out who make you suffer who make you double think who piss you off the most who hurt your ego the most and they're the ones who actually will fuel your growth the most but it's hard like how do you how do you stop having casual sex bro how do you stop having sex? You're a, you tell me, bro. You don't get any. <laughs> I, I don't even fucking know, man. I, I've like, I've been trying to think, okay, what's the way? To, because I thought progressively deloading, but then you can see in the previous video where like that has still been very consequential. And so it's like, it's not good enough. I do then think, okay, what if I just suddenly go the ult ultimate level, full celibacy, full semen retention, only have sex in like a deep committed relationship. And I know for a fact that I will get so much more respect from everyone if I say that. I will know for a fact that everyone will be like, oh yeah, Hamza's our leader again. He's not contradicting himself. He's so amazing. But the truth is like that would be more of an ego move than it would be following my own value of like progressiveness, of like consistency. Because that's like saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to go lift the heaviest weight in the gym right now. Maybe this is a coping, maybe this is me saying, oh, but I don't want to leave all the pleasure just yet. I like sweeties. I fear that if I do the big jump over and say, okay, no sex, like at all, or no sex up until I'm in like a full-on relationship with like a girlfriend who like is officially my girlfriend. That's like the healthiest way that I could imagine structuring sex, right? I know that uh, a fair amount of people will say, no, 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 not even that, wait till marriage. That to me is like, it's just simply not what I'm interested in. I respect people of faith I respect religions and I'm looking like more and more into it but right now it's like it, that's not that's not for me right now thinking about like marriage and stuff for like the last like while I've been so against marriage and so there is a transition period kind of potentially opening myself up but it's hard to say right so for me it's like I can see that the healthiest way is don't have sex up until I'm in a relationship and I can already see like when I think about that that it would like it would make me interested or not interested in girls in a lot more healthy way where, where straight away I would kind of like look at a girl and think nope because if I'm not gonna have sex with her now it's like a lot of her value goes away and it really shows you how you value women in a certain way does that make sense I know it's kind of insulting to say that but it's kind of like I, I can picture like a certain woman who I would just not want to then be around because of this idea like no but i don't want to be in a committed relationship with her which really shows that i was only really interacting with like said woman and there's no one in particular right now like in case there's some girls watching this but like, he's been talking to me recently but um which is interesting right because that's that's the healthiest way but i do feel like this it, it really like <sighs> you can see bro I, i'm all over the place because along with this i am then also so certain of Chris, uh, the YouTuber first man, his concept of the male advantage, and the same thing is kind of said in the red pill as well. I am 100% certain that that is fact. That as men, if you're doing the right things, that's a disclaimer that Chris and Rolo Tomasi don't often kind of really say because we as 
men similar to that in terms of you know being productive we kind of assume it for ourselves without actually saying it to the audience if you're doing the right things if you're working hard if you're actually like you know making a business where you're going to be making a good amount of money you're improving yourself you're doing like all the exercises looking good you know if you're doing all the right things you will get better with age up until like age 40 maybe even later than that if you're keeping up the health and everything right women unfortunately it's not really the same case and so it's this weird dynamic where like you will peak as a man in your 30s or maybe even 40s. Imagine like, imagine another 10 years of working out. Imagine another 10 years of business. Imagine if I like become like a full-time author and I'm best, you know, like imagine the difference of another 10 to 15 years of accomplishment and that I keep up like the good, like attractiveness stuff. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wealthy. So I've got like a stylist and all this shit so you don't look old and all this. I'm so certain that I will reach like my peak in like 10 years from now, 15 years, five years, you know, I'm not close to it yet. I've, I've started a fantastic stride and I don't think that like my peak is gonna be earlier just because I've started earlier. I think because I've started earlier, because of like the mindset that I have, because of the movement I've already created, I think like the potential that I have and along with you and this movement that we've created is quite literally world changing, which is fucking huge. And then that makes me think should I really be dating? Like, should I get into a serious relationship right now because of this idea? Like, a serious relationship is her auditioning to be your mother. I don't want to get into another serious committed relationship without pretty much being certain that, like, yeah, this is the girl that I really want to have kids with. Her family's perfect. She's a virgin. And, you know, all, like, the it's, it's those fucking criteria that sound kind of cringe and stuff. But it's, like, I would, I would have the same standards as if I was going to marry the woman for life. That seems like it's not the right time to be thinking about this stuff. I think it seems like I should be kind of you know thinking about like the girl that I'm going to be with and I'm going to have children with more like when I'm 30 and like more more than five years from now, which then makes me think, okay, then what do I do right now? The degenerate part of me says, well, have, have sex and, you know, date girls and like, but, you know, do it in a way that the boys won't disrespect you. The, the boys won't lose respect for you. So maybe do it in like sort of like, you know, the the short-term long-term dating where it's kind of like it's not not total degenerate not nightclubs not tinder you're going on dates with girls you're seeing them they're not really your girlfriend but but you're kind do you know what i mean and then that's still like degenerate that's still so i've got no fucking idea of how you're supposed to structure this i like chris's mindset with he said that he would have children in like 10 years from now 15 years from now and up until then he would do what he calls is long-term dating where he would date a girl for like three to six months and you know he'd like that's the like sort of autistic um analytic cool part of his brain saying exactly how long it lasts for but his idea is like he just kind of like date a woman whilst knowing that it's not like as serious as it potentially could be just because he expects to reach his peak at a later point in life and then that's really when he wants a serious relationship and so of course if you know the, if you're with a woman who really impresses you and you really enjoy your time with her then she'll stay around longer but it's almost in this level of like uh an uncommitted like long-term relation uncommitted long-term dating where you date for like six months but you're not really committed to each and then like I don't, I truly don't even know. This is something that I've literally like, I've gotten coaching for. I've spoke to like so many different friends. I've just now spoke to uh, Self-Developed, who is another YouTuber in this space and spoke to him. And he's, he's like a godly, faithful man. He's learned from Elliot Holtz as well. And the advice that he was given was that, well, of course you're gonna feel like, I was, I was telling him that I feel like all over the place because, like a little while ago, because I was 
abstaining from women in general. I was like not having sex. I wasn't even thinking about messaging girls or anything. I wasn't speaking to anyone, just focusing on my business. And all day, every day, I was hit with this sense of like a lack of intimacy. But it was, you know, the semen retention and like everyone's going to respect me because I'm not having sex. And he was saying, well, yeah, of course you feel fucking weird. It's like man was made for woman. And what he says is like backed by a book that I really respect, The Way of the Superior Man by David Dida, where it says that you should not abstain totally from feminine energy for, because that is really what fuels the masculine energy. And this leaves me as much as it's like, you know, it's clarified, it kind of leaves me more and more confused of how I should structure my dating life and my sexual life. Because I've done periods of monk mode semen retention. And as much as I do um, productive work during that time, it always feels totally and utterly unfulfilling because I don't have the feminine energy to share it with. And then I've done periods of like, you know, being in a deep relationship, talking about like the future and everything. I do really like those moments, but then I'm always hit with that same level of like, oh, but you know, the male advantage and like you wanted kids more like 10 years from now rather than like three. And you know, she's going to want kids in a few years because she's like 22, 24, 25, but you want them more in like 10, 15 years. So it's, it's tricky. So like, what do you do? Do you date like a girl who's like way younger than you and like date her seriously? That could potentially work. Do you... um just abstain totally from like just women and just not think about the men going their own way, um, semen retention type of thing. Do you get a girlfriend, but with this idea like, oh yeah, like we're probably not going to be together for the long term, but if she's officially my girlfriend, then it's not really casual sex, but like, you know, she's going to want like a serious relationship. She's going to want kids in like a couple of years. Whereas for me, it's like more like 10, 50, like essentially what, if I get into a deep committed relationship, it's the one, it's the girl that I want to have kids with. I, I don't want to be in that position of like deeply loving a woman and like not, if, if I don't think I'd have children with her, then I don't see the point of the relationship personally. And so that at least for the level of like, you know, commitment that a girlfriend gets, of course, I like, I would potentially date a girl um, without the thought of like having children with her, but then that feels more degenerate. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to structure this shit, bro. I don't think anyone really has like the answers here. I think, yeah, religion does, which is um, don't really date, build yourself up a little bit and then just get married and then you can have children and have sex and everything. But I feel like that isn't, like, I don't think that that's so accurate or, or relevant now because of this idea that, like, generally we don't really want children in our 20s. So this idea of, like, abstaining due to faith works when you're going to get married when you're 20 and have children and everything but when your idea is like you want to wait for like 10 more years so that you can totally focus on like you know the, the business the movement that you're creating then i don't think that that is the way because i wouldn't like i don't want to like abstain from the feminine energy i don't want to like not have women in my life the happiest moments of my life the happiest moments of like the last six months or 12 months has been when i've just connected really well with a girl but then i fear that that is still casual sex and it is still like soul destroying and it is still leading to moments like what I discussed in the Amsterdam video where I'm just kind of like, it, it feels like it's a step up from Tinder and nightclubs, but it's still not at like a great level. But yeah.
So you can see my mind isn't made up. Honestly, this this Hamza Unfiltered channel has just become more like, it's rants and everything, and I, I know that most people who talk to me say that they prefer this channel over the main channel. And to be honest, I do as well. I prefer just sticking the camera on, just talking, no thinking of like how long the video is, if it's gonna perform well. I literally just speak to the camera. If you like me and you like um, listening to me, then you watch this video. And if you don't, it's like, there's no problem whatsoever. Like, I don't care about like the analytics on this channel, which means I can just speak like unfiltered as fuck. But um, the reason videos have pretty much just turned into like introspective, I guess that's why you came here, but it's kind of just turned into like introspectiveness, like contemplation from me with this idea that like, I want you to to give your insights and then you comments, help me with my self-improvement by kind of teaching me something of your belief, by teaching you also learn. So it's kind of like we all benefit and like, you know, there's a big discussion going on and everyone's like, oh, Hamza's, Hamza's been a dick, or Hamza's been a hypocrite. And like, as much as it hurts, it, it, it is the suffering that leads to growth. But I, I do want to emphasize one more time before I just end this video that the intention of my work here, of this movement that I'm leading, I keep constantly reminding myself it is to make men more like Adonis, not me. That is the man that we strive to be like. As much as I love hearing that I'm someone's role model and it, you know, it feels fucking awesome when like a guy tells you like you changed, changed his life and everything and he wants to be more like you, wants the physique like you, that feels so good. I just want to remind you to almost stay vigilant and always have that mindset of like, Hamza's not perfect. There's, there's a chance that whatever this, like say this in your mind that when you're watching my videos, like watch my videos and say this in your mind. There's a chance that whatever this motherfucker is saying, he's going to come back and say like, oh, but I don't have all the answers. I was wrong, guys. And that is literally the nature of self-improvement. We do learn from those mistakes and failures. So just know that I'm going on this journey just like you. I'm nowhere near that end point yet. And so I'm going to continuously keep making a lot of mistakes. I'm going to piss people off. I'm going to like mess up. I'm going to do like the wrong stuff hundreds of times. But that is how we grow and you can't be afraid of those failures. I hope you can see and maybe respect and appreciate like the level of authenticity and humility that it takes to like come online and speak to like tens of thousands of people and say your mistakes. And I hope that you actually emulate that. I know this is kind of a side note once again, just make that fucking self-improvement YouTube channel, bro, because the amount that you grow when you've got hundreds of people or even five people, 10 people commenting and calling you out on your bullshit, fucking incredible. Yeah. Do the hard work, uh, especially when you don't feel like it. Mwah.